What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listener, before this episode starts, I want to let you know that you can now access our premium content. Yes, that includes Black Label, directly through iTunes. So, if you don't want to use Patreon, you can support us and our team right through the iTunes app. Any support is appreciated, but don't put yourself in financial jeopardy. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome, listener. I'm glad you're here. Take a seat next to the fire. people tell can lead to devastating consequences. When they become too big, they get cumbersome, heavy, and hard to maintain. More lies are needed on top. Layer after layer, a complex spider's web emerges that requires detail to be remembered. It needs the connections and the paths of each thread traced and tracked in some way. It's a web woven to deceive through the creation of a false reality. Listener, the individual at the center of this case created a web like this. 
The lies were a carefully crafted creation of who he wanted to be, a cover-up of the reality that he didn't want to be shared. But after a while, that false persona becomes vulnerable. The truth bulges at the seams desperate to escape and reveal itself. Lies can be dangerous entities. The lanes people still go to prevent them from being revealed is startling. In July 2021, a small village called Windsor in Wisconsin was rocked to its very core. The Halderson family were hardworking, loving, and enjoyed the lives they had built for themselves. The terrible brutality that hit the family at the hands of one individual is far beyond the realms of most of our understanding. The heartbreak of those close to them cannot be underestimated. In 2021, the world was starting to right itself after a turbulent year due to COVID-19. For one family, the events that were to follow were unthinkable, encasing the true meaning of brutality, disrespect, betrayal. When evil this dark rises, it does so from nowhere. It comes unexpected and unprecedented, leaving lifelong irreparable damage in its wake. The Haldersons When Detective Brian Shunk, a 13-year veteran of the Dane County Sheriff Department, hung up the phone from Chandler Halderson on the afternoon of July 8, 2021, he knew he hadn't been entirely truthful. It wasn't the first time they'd spoken over the phone. He had a feeling it wouldn't be the last either. Over the previous week, the detective had been gradually getting to know Chandler under tragic circumstances. Chandler was 23 years old and lived in Windsor, a pretty village in Dane County, whose residential areas were built around a large lake and a lush green park. Still living at home with his parents, he was a regular young adult, just starting out in life. He was enrolled at Madison College in an IT course and was studying solar and renewable energy. He was close to earning his certificate for solar panel installation. Chandler was also a scuba diver for the Madison police, helping with rescues and anywhere support was needed in the local waters. He had a girlfriend, Catherine, who he'd been dating for two years. She preferred to be known as Cat, and the two spent a lot of their time together. He had been working for American Family Insurance for the last seven or eight months. It was a job he could do from home on his laptop. From the outside, Chandler had a lot going for him. He'd had a nice upbringing in a loving family and was making good decisions about his life and future. But it wasn't all smooth sailing. His work with American Family was quite easy, but he had no wages from them yet. They hadn't paid him because some paperwork errors, and he was getting frustrated with trying to deal with it. His dad was on his case about it. He was an accountant and big on everything money-oriented. He wanted Chandler to start paying rent now. He had a job. Chandler's older brother, Mitchell, had already moved out, so it was just him living at home now. Bart and Krista Halderson adored their two sons, they were devoted, loving parents and provided a stable upbringing for them both. Krista was a stay-at-home mom until only a few years ago, making sure she was always there for them. They were attentive parents, 
who wanted the best for their kids. Bart was 50 years old and an accountant and a tax manager for BDO, USA, and Madison. It was a big accounting company that was founded back in 1910 in New York. Madison is Wisconsin's capital city and is less than a mile away from the Howderson's home. Crystal was three years older and worked at Zimbrick Automotives, also based in Madison. She was a customer service representative and a popular employee. Crystal was a good friend who always gave excellent advice if anyone needed it. Mitchell, her eldest son, described Krista as a typical helicopter parent, being active and involved in their lives and everything they were doing. Overall, the Hallersons had a good life. The Cabin When the end of June rolled around, everyone was still wary after COVID and all the restrictions that came with it. Bart and Krista decided to head up to their cabin in White Lake, Langland County with some friends for the 4th of July weekend. It was the perfect time for a weekend away. Chandler was old enough and responsible enough to be left at the house on his own. The cabin had been in the family since the 1940s when it was built by Chandler's grandfather. It sat in Woodland next to Sawyer Lake, a few hours north of Windsor. Surrounded by trees and beautiful views, it was a solidly built wooden cabin that the couple visited a few times a year. It needed upkeep and maintenance, and Bart often had to fix the water pump or the aging heating system during their visits. That year, they thought the water system had been damaged by a recent storm, and they wanted to check it out. Chandler had helped them pack up their stuff on June 30th, ready for the weekend. On Thursday morning, July 1st, their friends arrived in their car to pick Bart and Krista up. It was early, around 5 a.m., and they were gone before Chandler got up to start his day an hour later. That Thursday, Chandler chilled out and played video games, enjoying having the house to himself. He knew he was supposed to be doing chores and should clean the house, but he wasn't in a rush to do it. On July 17th, Chandler had fallen down some stairs at the house and he'd hurt his head. He had gone to UW Health at the American Center to get himself checked out. It's a large hospital, now known as East Madison Hospital, and was just under eight miles from the Halderson home. At the ER, Chandler had been given a CT scan of his head and spine and was diagnosed with a concussion. He had some pain in his neck, so the physician gave him a neck collar to wear. It was one of those stupid accidents that just happened out of nowhere. He would need to be more careful on the stairs. At least, that's what he told everyone. On Friday that week, Kat was going to come over to Chandler's house after she finished work and spend the night. Not long before she arrived, a co-worker of Krista's knocked on the front door of the Hollerson home. Daniel Croninger was a bit worried. Krista didn't show up for work that day. That was really unlike her. She normally booked her leave months in advance, so he just wanted to check and make sure everything was okay. When Chandler opened the door, he'd just gotten out of the shower. His hair was wet, and he had a bandage on his toe from where he'd hurt his foot. 
He told Daniel his parents had gone away for the weekend up to the cabin. He said it was a last-minute decision, so maybe she just forgot to take the day off. Daniel was happy with that and left after a few minutes. He'd see her at work the next week and chat to her about it. Chandler spent the weekend playing more computer games and spending time with Kat and her family for the holiday. He didn't think much of his parents being away. He got a text from his mom on Sunday morning. It said they had arrived at the cabin safely and were heading to White Lake that day for the 4th of July parade. She said they'd be back late Monday or early Tuesday. He didn't think any more of it. Kat's family had always been welcoming of Chandler. They liked him. Her mom, Dulce, was in a relationship with Crescent Lasai, who was known as Cress. She lived on a rural farm near Cottage Grove that was just 15 miles or so from Chandler's house. It was still in Dane County, but further away from the main residential areas. The farm had been in her family for years. It was around 30 to 40 acres of beautiful woodland. Trees, grass, and wildflowers were left in most areas to grow wild, to encourage the bees and other wildlife to make it their home. The farmhouse sat quietly halfway up a gravel driveway, directly off the main road. Follow the driveway further past the house as it climbed up higher, and the gravel gave way to lush green grass. This was an area where Cress mowed the grass. She liked it as a space to be used. There was a small swimming pool there, and large storage shed further back that housed a lot of the old machinery for the farm. There were some wood piles and a small scrap metal pile, and then longer grass before the wood line of trees took over into the wild forest. It was an area the family used a lot in the summer. They'd use the pool to cool off and set up a barbecue to cook some food and just have a good time. On July 4, 2021, that's exactly what they did. It was a Sunday that year, and the weather was hot. Chandler joined Kat, her brother and his girlfriend, Dulce and Cress around the pool that day. They had food, enjoyed some time in the pool, relaxed, and chilled out. It was an enjoyable day and a great way to spend the holiday. It would, however, be the last fun day they would have in a long time. Things make a turn. On Monday morning, Cress was at home doing some chores and was surprised to hear a car make its way up her driveway. She could hear the scrunching of the gravel as the tires rolled over the surface. She wasn't expecting anyone at the farm. As she made her way around the front of the house, she found Chandler getting out of his car and looking around disoriented with his cell in his hand. He wanted to know if he could use the pool. In the two years Kat and Chandler had been dating, Cress got to know Chandler quite well, but this was the first time he had ever just shown up at the farm on his own. Cress discovered later that Chandler had left her a voicemail on her landline earlier that morning. Hi, Cress, this is Chandler. Um, I just got back with some pretty terrible news from my doctor, so I was wondering if I could come by. I don't know, take a couple laps to the pool or hang out, something I'm not having the most ideal day, I suppose. Well, call me back, 920-838-4549.
She rarely checked her answering machine and he didn't mention it when he arrived. She let him in and they went through the farmhouse and out onto the back porch. There were some wooden garden chairs on the porch set up to look out over the green garden and trees beyond. As they sat down, she asked him what was wrong. He seemed down and sad, not his usual self. Chandler explained he had just had some bad news from the doctor about the symptoms he was still suffering after his fall and concussion. He was having problems with numbers and with navigation. His brain just felt like it wasn't working as it did before. The doctor had told him they might need to operate to relieve pressure on his brain. He was worried about what this was going to do to his and Kat's future. The young couple had been planning an exciting move to Florida. Chandler had recently been offered a job with SpaceX, the spacecraft manufacturing company owned by Elon Musk. This was a huge and amazing opportunity for Chandler. They had started to get everything in place for the move. They'd purchased a vehicle and Chandler had rented an apartment ready for them to move into. But his accident and injuries had put that all into jeopardy. He hadn't been able to start yet because he couldn't fly due to his head injury. Now a manager there had told him he couldn't work with the injuries he had and if he still couldn't fly, they couldn't hold the job for him any longer anyway. The SpaceX job had fallen through. The future he'd been planning had been snatched away from him. He felt despondent and generally downcast. Dulce arrived at the farm and joined them on the back porch. She liked Chandler too, but she was a little cautious. Catherine was her only daughter, and she was very protective of her. There seemed to be a lot going on with this young man. She was feeling quite upset with Kristen not being here for Chandler's appointment with the doctor, since it was such an important one. Chandler got back in his car and drove up to the driveway and towards the field so he could use the pool. Dulce and Cress sat and talked about what was happening with him and if there was anything they could do to help. That Monday afternoon was hot and sticky. By the time the mid-afternoon sun had reached its peak, Cress wanted to use the pool herself. After about half an hour, there was no sign of Chandler returning, so Cress and Dulce headed up there. At the pool, there was no sign of Chandler. The cover was still over the top of the water. It didn't look like the pool had been used at all, which was odd. Frustrated with the weather and just wanting to cool off, Cress and Dulce got in themselves and began to relax. Less than 30 minutes later, they did see Chandler, but he was not where they expected. He slowly made his way to the pool. He got in on the other side and began to splash water on himself. It was an encounter they found uncomfortable and a little bizarre, leaving both women unsure what to make of it. Chandler left shortly after. Over the next few days, events would take a shocking and sinister turn. Chandler's behavior at the pool would come up again, foreboding and ominous. It was masking an appalling truth. Missing Persons As Monday and Tuesday passed with no sign of his parents returning, Chandler was getting worried. His mom was usually in contact all the time. It was unusual for her to go silent like this and just not respond to him. On the morning of July 7th, Chandler went to the Dane County Sheriff's Office Northeast Precinct and asked to file a missing persons report for his parents. 
After filing in the correct paperwork, deputies began an investigation into Halderson's whereabouts. That afternoon, deputies visited the family home to speak with Chandler some more and get as much information as they could to help with the investigation. They took a cursory look around the house and found everything to be in order. The family were in the middle of redecorating. Dust sheets covered the furniture in the lounge. Some walls were bare, and floors bore evidence of dust, but nothing seemed particularly out of place. The Halderson house sat in a quiet neighborhood called Oak Springs Circle in Windsor, next to a large lake. It was messy and indicative of a young man staying at the house on his own for a few days. Pizza boxes, takeout trays, and dirty plates were left lying around. Down a few steps from the kitchen, there was a sitting room area, with a fireplace built into an exposed brick wall on one side. Two couches were pushed together in the middle for a makeshift bed, and a large TV was mounted on the opposite wall. This is where Chandler had been spending most of his time. After Chandler removed the Howderson's two dogs from the garage, deputies were able to check inside. They found both the Howderson's vehicles neatly parked up. Chandler showed them to an organized shelving unit with storage boxes all neatly labeled. He pointed to a gap in the row of boxes and told them the missing box was the one labeled for the cabin. Thursday, July 8, 2021 The news of Bart and Krista being missing began to spread, and the police presence in the neighborhood was getting noticed. Local news channels began to take interest. The next morning, Chandler gave some press interviews outside the Halderson home. He didn't want to appear on camera, but wanted to help get the word about about his missing parents. Authorities are still searching for a Windsor couple who have not been seen in days. 50-year-old Bart Halderson and his wife, 53-year-old Krista, were supposed to travel north last week and return home on Tuesday. But their son tells Tony Galley his parents' whereabouts are unknown. Bart and Krista Halderson of Windsor had plans for the fourth. Their plans were going up with their friends and do some minor repairs on our cabin. That cabin is some three hours away from Windsor on a lake in a small community in Langlade County. Did you literally see them pulling out of the driveway heading out? No. Their son, Chandler Halderson, who asked to be off camera, says whoever his parents were traveling with from this neighborhood were to do the driving. He says he received a text from his mother. She got back to me on Sunday, said they made it safely. That's the last he's heard from his parents. Police aren't saying much. That led us to the couple's son, who says he's just as confused as investigators. Adam Duxter spoke with that man today. He's here now with what he learned, Adam. Oh, Eric Chandler Halderson lives with his parents in the village of Windsor and says another unknown couple picked them up early Friday morning before he was awake. And tonight we're left to wonder what happened to Bart and Krista Halderson. They were picked up by their friends, who I never got the name of. And I assumed it was someone I was aware of, the close neighbors of theirs up the street or um, their best friends down on the east side. So that's what I assumed. I never really asked any further. Chandler says he assumed his parents had turned off their phones to avoid roaming charges. And it wasn't until after the holiday weekend ended that he got nervous. Because this weekend it was packed. I, I get that. Packed. Maybe the weather wasn't great for messaging. Tonight, Dane County Sheriff's Office says there are too many unanswered questions. 
The search continues for this couple, Krista and Bart Halderson. They live near DeForest. They were reported missing yesterday. NBC15's Elise Romas joins us live from the Dane County Sheriff's Office Northeast Precinct. Elise, you spoke with their son and people in the Halderson's neighborhood. Yeah, John, the Helderson son says that he helped his parents pack up the night before their trip to their cabin in Langlade County. He hasn't seen them since. I was told they'd be home Monday or Tuesday, and Tuesday afternoon I got a little worried. Chandler Halderson says his parents, Krista and Bart, were getting picked up by friends that Friday. They were planning to be at the cabin over the 4th of July weekend. I, apparently they did make it. I got a text on Sunday. Halderson says after that text, he began getting worried when his calls to his mom went directly to voicemail. That's when they were. I got worried and I went to make a report. One of Halderson's biggest concerns, who his parents were with when they left. They went with their friends, but I, I didn't ask who their friends were, so I'm still not really sure. While law enforcement searches for answers, the community is hoping for the Holdersons' safe return. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chandler called Detective Shunk at the sheriff's office to let him know about the news interview and ask if they had any news information about his parents. As a lead investigator, he knew the investigation was just gathering pace. Detective Shunk gave Chandler the best update he could. Two hours later, Chandler called the detective again. He said he had just found a set of keys in his dad's bedside cabinet that he thought might be a spare set for the cabin. His brother Mitchell was going to collect them and then drive up to the cabin to see if he could find their parents. Detective Shunk immediately organized for some deputies to also travel up to the cabin. He didn't want family members checking the cabin on their own, in case something bad had happened. Hours later, Detective Sergeant Justin Groans from Langlade County met Mitchell Halderson at the cabin's location. Mitchell told him he didn't think the deputies from Dane County were coming anymore. When the detective sergeant checked in, he was told a crime scene had been found back in Dane County, and those deputies had been called back to attend. The Halderson's cabin is built from vertical locks. Crisp white framed windows are dotted all around in different sizes, had the unique rugged look of old school log cabins. The grass around the cabin was overgrown mixed with ferns and wildflowers. A little further out is a line of trees marking the boundary where the grass area turns into a small forest. A few hundred yards further is the edge of the lake shoreline. It is picturesque and very quiet, with tweeting birds and a peaceful calmness about it. More cabins could just be seen in the background, but nothing too close. Hi there. Hi there. I'm Detective Sergeant Groves of Langley County. Are you guys... Um the Halderson. You, okay, you are affiliated with them? Yes. Okay, What what's your relation? I'm your son. You're their son, okay, yep. all right. Um, so yeah, I'm Detective Sergeant Groves with Langley County. Um, have you like walked around or anything yet? Yeah, I did a walk around. 
Okay. Do you have a, a key or access? We were hoping so, but no. No? Okay. We found a set of keys. We were hoping were the right ones, but it doesn't look like it. Gotcha. Um, do you guys typically use it a lot? or? Oh, a few times a year. That's when my parents come up. I haven't come in a while. Okay. Sir, I didn't catch your name. Oh, Mitchell. Because um, otherwise, I mean, we probably could get in if you wanted us to. I Obviously, there'd be some damage. We'd mm-hmm. try to minimize it as best we could. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think that honestly at least makes sense at this point. Yeah, to be, I, safe. To be safe rather than sorry. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. You, uh, you don't even know if you have a bolt cutter in your squad by chance. I got a pry bar, yeah. Yeah. I think uh might just be able to pop that latch right off. I should take pictures first. Yeah. Before and after. office, anybody inside? Now it's your presence. Make yourselves known. Sheriff's office, anybody inside? Now it's your presence. Make yourselves known. There was no sign of Bart and Krista Halderson at the White Lake cabin. It didn't look like anybody had been there recently at all. There were no belongings left around, no beds had been slept in, and there was no food in the refrigerator. None of the nearby cabins reported seeing the couple over the holiday weekend. Something wasn't right, and the concern over Bart and Krista being missing had suddenly gone up a notch. 180 miles away, back in Dane County, the crime scene deputies had been recalled for what was fast-gathering pace. Earlier that afternoon, Detective Liz Allen had gone into the office of her colleague, Detective Brent Boverstock. She had just finished a background information call with Kat's mom, Dulce. Some of the things she said had worried her. The two detectives decided to go and talk with her in person. As they sat in the quiet side room at the college where she was studying, Dulce became very upset. She began to explain what had happened the day before at Cress's farm, with Chandler at the pool. After Dulce and Cress had been in the pool for a while, they spotted Chandler's vehicle parked much further up the field and in the middle of a waist-high grass. It was way past the storage shed and just behind the scrap metal pile. The truck was open, but they couldn't see Chandler. They had no idea why he had parked his vehicle there or what he was doing. After a few minutes, Chandler had appeared, but not from inside the vehicle. He walked out of the wooded area just beyond the long grass. As he got closer, he seemed startled by their presence in the pool, but he came walking down to talk with them, 
He had joined them in the pool and started to splash water on himself. He looked different from how he had back on the porch of the house. He now looked dazed and a bit distant. Dulce was frightened he was doing drugs and that's why the car was parked up in the grass. Chris had asked him directly but he swore he had never touched drugs. Dulce wasn't reassured. The two detectives left the college and went to the farm to speak with Cress about Chandler's behavior the day before. The more Cress repeated what Dulce had told them, the more convinced they were that Cress's beautiful farm needed an immediate police search. While waiting for backup to arrive, Detective Boverstock took a look around the grass area where Chandler's vehicle had been parked. He heard the noises in the sky. As he glanced up, he recognized what he was looking at. Turkey vultures were circling, large birds with wingspans that can reach 72 inches. They are formidable creatures with an advanced sense of smell. These birds are drawn to distant odors when they hit the air. The detective knew the most likely reason they were circling above. Something below, inside that tree line, was decomposing. Human or animal, anatomy was breaking down, releasing gases and odors, bringing the vultures to that location. He had to find out what. In the mind of Detective Boverstock, Chandler Halderson had just moved from person of interest to a suspect in the sudden disappearance of his parents. The Search When the search team arrived... They followed the tire impressions in the grass before moving into the trees and bushes. Led by Detective Boverstock, slow and careful movements saw them creep forward until the detective spotted something. Underneath a section of twigs and branches, something sat on the ground that was out of place in those surroundings. There were a lot of red flags that popped up during my interview uh, with, with Crescent and um, I called to the command post. I'm like, I need some more people. We need to get out here. We need to search this place right away. And while I was on the way, I contacted uh, Barry Ehrman from the Dane County Medical Examiner's Office and asked him to respond with his cadaver dog to help us do the search. We saw there were two tracks of the taller grass. The grass is probably about, you know, waist high. So you see, like, this log. Um, the vegetation had been trampled down, but there's, like, a downward slope that goes down into, you can see, like, a little brush pile. Uh, More of the trampled grass that goes to this log uh, that goes across. Um, And then you can see they get the green moss on the log, but there's areas where the the green moss had been uh, scraped off. Um, The pile of sticks on the other side of the log, and uh, there was just something that wasn't natural under the sticks. Couldn't quite tell what it was right away, so... I stepped over the log and got a little bit of a closer look. I didn't know what it was at first. It took me a while to process what I was seeing, you know. um, Then it became obvious that I was looking at a human torso. You could see um, the flesh-colored skin on the right uh, and the the belt um, and pants and a, a black rope attached to it. And it was, uh, you can see the rope coming out uh, from the bottom of the stick pile. You know, it wasn't natural to, it, it, it looked like it had been accumulated and placed on top. Um, it, 
there wasn't another pile of sticks nearby similarly. Um, it was mostly a collection of, of dead wood that was placed on top. <clears throat> um, you're looking at the torso uh, with, uh, I believe that's going to be the uh, most obvious sign would be like the right shoulder with the arm severed off, the head missing. A little further away from the human remains was a large black garbage can on its side, parallel to a jagged moss-covered log. Inside the can was a blood-stained tarp. Both areas were immediately sealed off, and crime scene technicians were called in. Minutes after Detective Shunk was informed of what had been found, he requested squad cars to make their way to the Halderson's home to keep an eye on Chandler's locations. When Chandler called Detective Shunk for a third time that day, it was to ask why squad cars were sitting outside of his house. The detective didn't tell him the whole truth. A few minutes after that phone call ended, Chandler Halderson heard a knock at his front door. Cat was with Chandler at the house as he opened the door to detectives. They were both taken to separate squad cars to the Dane County Sheriff's Office for a formal interview. Neither was under arrest. Once they arrived downtown, they were taken into opposite directions, into separate interview rooms. Cat was confused, upset, and very scared. She was fond of Bart and Krista and had become close to them. She had got to know them well since dating Chandler and enjoyed spending time with them. She often stayed over at their home. They would cook together and chat. Mrs. Halderson would message her all the time and excitedly planned girly holidays for herself, Kat, and Michelle's fiancé, Caitlin. Kat was desperately concerned about where the Hollersons were and wanted to do anything she could to help find them. Down the hall, Detective Shunk was interviewing Chandler. He wanted to go over Chandler's versions of events again. The details of what he said happened when he claimed they had left for the cabin what he'd said he was doing the following few days. The discovery of a human torso on Cress's land was one detail he held back. By the way, a detective at my house said something's happened, and while we were leaving, people were going inside. Is there a warrant for my house? Should there be? No, I'm just wondering if... Okay. Um, as far as I know, they were at your house and they were going to be there talking to you to ask if you would come up here and talk yeah, to us. Yeah, um, Officer Haley just like walked pretty much in to the gate, you know, the gate on the outside. Mm-hmm. She just kind of walked in. I was, I was wondering if... Was that yeah, when you were getting your wallet? Uh, no, we were... We were um, I was in the car waiting to leave. I was just wondering everything's okay because she said something's happened okay and we need to go down all right we'll find out what that's about oh has anything bad happened oh not sure all right so okay um so you you reported your parents missing we got some information from you yesterday um we've been following leads last night um working today to you know go through different things um just trying to locate them right um, so I, I guess if you want to start with, let's just go back to, to last Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, I was with my dad. I tossed the ball and I smashed the glass. 
Okay. With the dog, the dog's help. Um, so there we are at Thursday dinner. Up north of the cabin, my dad says, I'll need a set for pipe repair and gas. So I'm like, all right. They had most of their duffels already packed at that point. Mm-hmm. And we all just started bringing him down to the mud room with the shoes yeah. by the garage. Where you showed me him. All right, so, okay. Friday. Yep, so um, Friday I went out with Cat Friday night, I believe. What'd you do Friday during the day? Oh, oh yeah, let's work backwards. Um, I kind of shit the day away. I played video games. Okay. Parents are gone, why not, right? Yeah, yeah. So, one night, I gamed alone all night. One night, Cat spent the night on the couch. So Friday, we, we believe she came over. Yes. And then Saturday was the game night. Yes. We got all the background, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. So, I think it's time we start talking about what happened to your parents. Like the truthful version. Okay. Okay. So we have like 20 pages of writing. We're gonna start with a clean white piece of paper for you to start telling the truth. Okay. Because listen, listen to me. This is the only chance you're gonna have to tell us the truth. Okay. Okay. What we listen, listen. I can't tell you what we know, but we know you're not telling us the truth. We know your parents are no longer with us. Okay. And we know the reason why. Okay, you need to tell the truth. There's, listen, listen. You need to tell the truth about what happened and just tell us why it happened. Okay, if something happened, if you were defending yourself or if you just got fed up with stuff, you need to tell us the truth, okay? This is your chance to tell us why, okay? I'm not BSing you, okay? Can we do that? Okay. Okay. Um, what happened? Okay. Can you know what happened? We're not going to tell you what happened. You know what happened. You were there when it happened. We're not BSing you, okay? I wasn't there when it happened. Can I? You know more than you think we know. I understand. But there's people that have told us things. We have we have evidence. We have proof. More has happened, okay? So your parents never made it to the cabin, and I think you know that. At the point of being confronted, Chandler asked to speak to an attorney. The interview was stopped, and Chandler Halderson was informed he was going to be placed under arrest for giving false information on a missing persons report. Shocked and dazed, Chandler appeared unsure how to respond and tried to backpedal his story. He was too late. In those moments inside that interview room, Chandler knew he had been beaten. The four walls surrounding him gave him nowhere to go. The knowing stares of the two detectives who sat just feet from him told him his plan had failed. His web of lies and desperate attempts to cover up his ghastly deeds had begun to fall apart. There was nothing he could do about it. On Saturday, July 10th, A week after Bart and Krista Halderson disappeared, an autopsy was carried out on the human torso found in an undergrowth on Cress's farm. Dr. Corey Blesslauer, 
was able to confirm the torso was Bart Halderson. He had been shot in the back with a rifle at least twice. His lifeless body was then dismembered in harsh, jagged movements. His torso had been transported and dumped in that location. The active investigation into the disappearance of the Aldersons had now taken a horrific new direction with their 23-year-old son at the center. Thank you for joining us. 23-year-old Chandler Halderson is in much worse legal trouble tonight than he was 24 hours ago. Prosecutors today charged him with killing and mutilating his father. Meanwhile, Halderson's mother is still missing, and we're learning plenty of new details about what investigators know so far and what they're still trying to piece together. Madeline O'Neill is here to tell us the latest. The details come from a 14-page criminal complaint just released today ahead of a press conference with the Dane County Sheriff. He says detectives are still working hard to provide some answers about what happened to the Windsor couple. And our priority is to provide the Halderson family with answers to give them peace and closure throughout this tragic event. We have them in our thoughts and prayers every day. This is still a very active and ongoing investigation. At the center of it all is the 23-year-old son Chandler, whose unusual behavior and inconsistent story is described by witnesses in those court documents. Detectives interviewed Chandler, who told police his father got mad at him when he broke their fireplace. It's a lot of uh, crime scene investigators to be there in order for us to process every inch of that residence. The criminal complaint says after asking for an attorney, Chandler kept talking, saying he wanted to go back and tell the detectives of everything. He added he, quote, didn't feel bad about what he did and, quote, you don't know the whole story. The whole story is what detectives are working toward, including finding Chandler's mother, Krista Halderson. In the weeks that followed, the desperate hope for Krista Halderson would also come home to a devastating end. In a stream in the town of Roxbury, 20 miles from Windsor, Authorities found more human remains. They would later be positively identified through DNA as Krista. More deeply disturbing discoveries would pile on additional horror and grief to a family already suffering so much. Everything Chandler Halderson had told investigators about his parents in the cabin was now in question. Forensic teams flooded inside the Halderson home at Oak Spring Circle to search inch by inch looking for evidence as the investigation flipped into one of murder. Chandler's account of how he spent those days across the holiday weekend now had to be dissected hour by hour. His family, his girlfriend and her family, wider friends and neighbors of Halderson's, all were interviewed again, now with a different analytical eye. Chandler had no criminal history, no violent streak, past history of altercations or any evidence of anything untoward with himself at all. Past history of altercations or any evidence of anything bad with him at all. The unraveling of Chandler Halderson was inconceivable. The individual people thought they knew was a person that had been carefully crafted. As investigators peeled back the layers, one by one, the extent of his deceit became shockingly clear and a motive for his actions would rise from the ashes. Chandler was not studying at college. There was no scuba diving team at Madison Police for him to be on. He didn't have a job with the American family. He was never offered a job at SpaceX in Florida. His fall and injuries, claims he needed surgery or that he had lasting nerve damage, 
They were all more lies, created to cover the ones that came before. The closer detectives examined Chandler, the more his entire life began to disintegrate. He was hiding a multitude of sins. His calm and relaxed demeanor showed nothing of the crushing lies that were living underneath. Lies, however, were one thing, but for those to lead to the more abhorrent acts of murder, mutilation, and cover-up are impossible to grasp. On September 1st, 2021, exactly two months after his parents were last seen alive, Chandler pleaded not guilty to a total of six charges against him. They were among the most serious charges anyone could ever face. His not guilty plea meant his case was going to trial. When his trial began in January 2022, all eyes were on the young man accused of the most heinous of crimes. Groomed and well presented, with only his eyes visible over his face mask, he sat emotionless as witnesses gave harrowing evidence on the stand. As more and more horrific details were revealed, like an unstoppable train of revulsion, the gaps in his tragic timeline were filled in. The case presented by the state was one they had taken months to painstakingly piece together, determined to achieve justice for Bart and Krista and the rest of the Halverson family. Chandler's decision and actions across those crucial days would be reconstructed. Each new revelation was more unbelievable than the last. The evidence against him was overwhelming. For the first time, everyone involved in the case and those who loved the Halderson family would hear exactly what had happened over that July 4th weekend, exactly what Chandler was doing behind closed doors before spending time with the family and friends, as if everything was fine. The details were chilling and more savage than anyone could have imagined. The trial would lay bare the appalling lengths that Chandler went to try to protect his fantasy life. It would highlight the utter lack of compassion and respect he had for anyone around him. No one would make it through those weeks unaffected by what they heard. The trial of Chandler Halderson would be one of the most haunting Wisconsin had ever seen. The unmasking of a young man no one saw as a threat. His trial would demonstrate in dramatic and horrifying detail just how dark and twisted Chandler Halderson really is. Thank you for listening, and keep the fire burning. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.